Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Feisty, fearless and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Cosby show massive barragement taking place in Gaza tonight. This is one of the most intense onslaughts by the Israeli forces into Gaza. Welcome to the Rita Cosby show. And they are also saying that Israeli forces are nearing the gates of Gaza City. That is one of the most dense locations in the world in terms of population. And they are saying that when they get to Gaza City, it is going to be horrific and brutal fighting, urban warfare at its most intense. And there are reports tonight, this is big news, that they are maybe within 24 hours of being in Gaza City. So this is an enormous development. It also shows how fast Israel is making its way into Gaza. But what awaits them in Gaza City uh, could be a very difficult task. We also know tonight that the leader of Hamas sent out what is undoubtedly just one of the most chilling, chilling comments, saying that we just got started. On October 7th, we know already what they did on October 7th, slaughtering 1,400 Israelis, raping women, beheading women and children. I mean, horrific, intense, brutal, disgusting crimes uh, beyond like anything that we can ever imagine. And the leader of Hamas is sitting there bragging. He's in Qatar and he's sitting there bragging And saying, guess what? We're not finished yet. So even though there are so many reports about the pounding that Israel is doing and the success of ground forces that they're having in Gaza, especially in northern Gaza, uh, the Hamas seem unrelenting. And they also seem to be unapologetic, um, unwavering in their plan to, quote, get rid of Israel to eviscerate Israel. I mean, this is just an unbelievable moment. It just shows how ferocious these Hamas fighters are, how fanatical these Hamas fighters are, how unwavering they are, and how determined they are. Even if there's one or two of them left, they're going to fight to the death. They're like the kamikaze pilots. Remember in World War II, the ones that came in Pearl Harbor doing the kamikaze dives, knowing that they were going to their deaths, but saying, okay, they're doing it, you know, for the imperial leader. And in this case, for Allah. 
These people are fanatics. And he, there he was. It's disgusting. He was out there kind of boasting, bragging that, oh, yeah, that 10-7, we're going to have a whole bunch more October 7th on Israel. This is, quote, just the beginning because our goal is to get rid of the state of Israel. Our goal is to eviscerate the state of Israel. These people are monsters. There is no negotiating with Hamas. These guys are terrorists. They are fanatics. They are completely out of control. And as we are seeing this, and I see these protesters in America, some of these college kids who have no clue what they're doing. How about the college kids? There's a couple of them that are out there, and I've seen a couple of these signs where they're uh, pride for Palestine, LGBTQ rights, you know, for Palestine. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Are you, are you absolutely kidding me? If you sat there and pretend, said that you were gay or transgender in Gaza, you'd live about five seconds because these people do not respect human rights and they do not respect any of these aspects. And to me, this is really, really frightening. And it just shows to me that these students, it is a complete, utter ignorance on their part. These people are obviously just, I don't know, uneducated, mean-spirited, stupid. You pick the words. But to think that they could go out there. Can you imagine if they were on the streets of Gaza saying, uh, yeah, I'm for uh, gay rights? Even some of the protests that have taken place here. Some of the other Palestinian protesters have been chasing after them with a flag. And yet they're still waving this pride for Palestine rights. Are you kidding me? I'm absolutely, obviously, all for rights for everybody. But if these people think that they could wave a flag like that and boast about Hamas and slam Israel and say, boy, uh, yeah, we're a gay group and we support, uh, you know, Gaza, what's happening, you know, the fight that Gaza is waging against Israel, you got to be nuts. Wake up. Realize what's happening in these countries. These countries have no respect for human right and human dignity. And... You know, it's just shameful, and it just shows how ill-equipped and how ridiculous they are. Also, I am really happy that a Cornell student was arrested, but it's also surprising. This is a guy who apparently put a whole slew of vile and evil threats uh, online at that open forum saying that he was going to rape some of the Jewish women and slit the throats of others. I mean, it was horrific. And apparently when law enforcement tracked down through his IP address, his computer address, they found he had like 10 or 20 different threats. Uh, this is some crazy guy. Uh, and if you see him, he's an Asian guy. I, I mean, I, I can't wait to learn more about this person. Uh, what would drive somebody to say that? Is he just mentally deranged? And are we going to see more of this because people, you know, are just on edge? Things are so tough in the country, the economy, you know, after covid Drugs. I mean, there's a million reasons, but he sure doesn't look like, uh, you know, like uh, uh, he came from Gaza, but you never know. I mean, this is just so crazy. And yet these protests continue over and over again. And listen to this just horrible vitriol again from this Hamas official. He's sort of head of their political wing. And here he is after everything that has happened, after all these reports of Israel 
being very careful not to hit civilian targets. They hit a refugee camp because apparently underneath was one of the Hamas headquarters. And they got one of the leaders of the October 7th attacks and a whole bunch of others. Apparently they are continuing to do it. But they had already put out the word saying, guess what? Uh, Get out of there. We're coming and we are coming for Hamas. We're not coming for you, Palestinian civilians. We're coming for anybody who supports and is part of Hamas. It's a lot more than Hamas did. On October 7th, I'm being facetious because it was just abominable what happened that day. And yet now all these people in this propaganda media is like, oh, Israel's terrible. Israel's bad. There should be a ceasefire. Can you imagine if there was any sense of a ceasefire right now while Hamas is spewing that 10-7 is just the beginning? That it is utterly disgusting. Listen to this Hamas official, and I think these words, sadly, are just incredibly chilling. Israel is a country that has no place on our land. We must remove that country because it constitutes a security, military, and political catastrophe to the Arab and Islamic nation and must be finished. We are not ashamed to say this with full force. We must teach Israel a lesson, and we will do this again and again. The Alaska flood is just the first time, and there will be a second, a third, a fourth because we have the determination, the resolve, and the capabilities to fight. The occupation must come to an end. Occupation where? In the Gaza Strip? No, I am talking about all the Palestinian lands. Does that mean the annihilation of Israel? Yes, of course. The existence of Israel is what causes all that pain, blood, and tears. It is Israel, not us. We are the victims of the occupation, period. Therefore, nobody should blame us for the things we do. On October 7th, October 10th, October 1 million, everything we do is justified. Everything we do is justified. These people are utter fanatics. It is frightening. So how do you deal with an adversary and a monster like that on Earth? Earlier today on Cats and Cosby, John Katzmatidis and I were talking with General Keith Kellogg. And he said he really believes that this is just a battle for the soul of civilization, That there are some moments in life, and I think you can think about that when it comes to World War II, obviously, against Hitler. You say it's good versus evil. It's very clear, good versus evil. And yet, for some reason, even some Democrats in Congress don't seem to understand that. Uh, Listen to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This is Cut 13. Did you know as well that war crimes do not constitute and are not an appropriate response for other war crimes. Uh, Hamas's hostage-taking, uh, their hostage-taking of children, of the disabled, elderly, civilians, are a war crime. But when we are talking about the blockading of water, food, electricity, to a population of 2.2 million Palestinians, it is un- unacceptable to think that 1,700 Palestinian children alone, that their deaths will somehow make up for or justify the violence of what we saw on October 7th. So what, you're supposed to just stop and be slaughtered, and now we're hearing again from the leadership saying they're planning on doing it again? I mean, there are no rules for these individuals. There is no respect for human life by these individuals. So I agree that the only alternative is to annihilate them. 
but I wish the world would come together on it. I hate to see this division that's taking place in this country and across the globe. I mean, to me, it should be good people bandy together, freedom-loving people bandy together, so there could finally be an eradication, I believe, of evil. And I agree with them, because even if you hear from this guy, it's like a cockroach. They keep coming up, and you got to finally spray a raid all over them and get rid of them. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Ambassador Nathan Sales with his huge concern of what's ahead. What we're seeing in America since October 7th is sickening and, let me be frank, un-American. America is the world's bastion of religious freedom. People fled here to escape religious persecution. And that guarantee of religious freedom extends to everybody, regardless of your faith. So to see a massive surge in anti-Semitism and to see it concentrated on our most elite universities like Harvard, like the rest of the Ivy League, um, it, it really undermines Uh, the moral standing of our universities, and it really calls on state and local officials and federal officials to do everything in their power to make sure that there are no follow-on attacks on Jewish communities here in America. Good people need to stand up. And we have seen this rash also of people tearing down the hostage posters. Here are the hostage posters, some of them of young children. There's more than 30 young children among the hostages of about 240 people that we know of. There may be more because the number keeps changing. And yet here we are, and these people are tearing down the posters, saying, this is just terrible. You know, uh, Israel's the oppressor. What kind of a world do we live in that people would tear down a poster of a baby who is hostage by Hamas terrorists? It's really troubling. We're going to take your calls when we come back. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Stunning comments again coming from one of the leaders of Hamas, the political leader there, now accusing, as if it's not bad enough, they're accusing Israel of taking barbaric measures and barbaric massacres after the refugee camp hit. Again, Israel says that that refugee camp, just like the hospital that's above apparently the base for Hamas, with tunnels far beneath it, going for many, many miles, that this refugee camp, they said, was strictly a refugee camp. But the Israeli forces say, no, we got one of the leaders of the October 7th attack that was responsible for carrying out the deaths of 1,400 people, including many civilians. And get this, this is just an unbelievable statement just coming in a little bit ago from the Hamas leader, saying that, of course, he wants to, yes, annihilate Israel. But he says, of what happened on October 7th, you know, where they methodically brutalized, most horrifically, I think, imaginable in human history. 
as we're hearing of what they did to the bodies of these women and children and others. Now they're saying that there will be a repeat of October 7th, but he says that cynically that they really didn't want to hurt civilians on October 7th. You got to be kidding me. They had plans to kill women and children. The Hamas fighters that had been captured said that was the plan, that they were told that. They were given these drugs, so they kind of didn't have any care or thought in the world, and they were hallucinating, and many others just said it was their chance for revenge. Uh, this is a flat-out lie, and get this. I can't believe this guy actually said this in this chilling comment. So, But you know what? Um, our plan is to annihilate Israel, but the slaughtering of the 1,400 people, we really didn't want to hurt civilians but there were, quote, complications on the ground. What an utter lie and despicable comment coming from true barbarians. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike on line two. Mike, your thoughts about all this. This is really just frightening to hear the, the mindset mm-hmm. of these people, Mike. Without a doubt, Reader, it's unnerving. Uh, it's, it's beyond belief. You know, uh, totally beyond belief. Anti-Semitism is rising all over the world. And, and look at the little propaganda they're playing. Oh, October 7th, we didn't mean anything. You know, they're pointing fingers. Nobody knows anything. These Hamas animals, devils, you could call it Hezbollah, ISIS, whatever. It is just outrageous. And we're gonna we're on the brink, I think. I try not to be negative. I try to be optimistic. But we are so close. <clears throat> our battleships are out there. Our troops are out there. And what's Biden doing, you jellyfish? you got no spine. Or either does your vice president. And what, what, what's going to happen? We're going to get roped into uh, a war, and it's just spilling over. There was a call last week, Rita, and I can't agree more. Yeah, the Russian uh, czar, he's turning into what's going to happen next with his, his moves. He's going to turn into the next psychotic Adolf Hitler and all the others, eliminate them. Hamas, like you said, wipe them the frig off the face of the earth. I agree. Mike, I 1000% agree. Let's go to BJ. BJ, your thoughts. I read a trick or treat a day late. Hey, I uh, know. Well, I feel like uh, we got uh, one scary movie here. That's a certain three things. Cut the funding off to the universities, deport the punks that are coming over here, overstaying their visas and creating all this trouble. And number three, go after tenured professors. Get rid of them. They are they are part of the problem. They are spreading this pro-Palestine stuff and this which is really just anti-Semitic. And I'm telling you right now, we're not victims here. We're volunteers. We've got to stand up before it's too late. While we got the muscle. I heard you, BJ. Sorry, we got a hard break, but I heard what you said. Stand up while we have the muscle and stand up for good versus evil. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story coming from Louisville, Kentucky, where a Kentucky police chief risked his life to rescue a woman trapped inside a burning home. When Hopkinsville Police Chief Jason Newby got to the scene of a big house fire, 
He asked witnesses if everyone was out of the home. He was told that a young lady was trapped and he immediately ran to get inside. When Newby realized that he couldn't get to her inside the home, he went back outside to find another way in. Uh, once Officer Newby uh, assessed the scene, well, he was able to locate the trapped woman. He immediately called out and said, can you crawl out? The woman said, no, I can't. Then Newby reached in through the window, uh, went inside, grabbed her, and was able to pull her and tug her enough to get her then over to the window, and then he pulled her out of the home. Upon recalling the harrowing moment, well, the police chief said, I thought in my mind, if this young lady is going to die in the house, I will be there with her. There was no way I was going to leave her. Wow, what a powerful statement. Thankfully, the woman was saved and is said to only have minor injuries. And the officer, the chief of police there in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, uh, just outside of Louisville, uh, says that he is also doing okay and thankful he was at the right place at the right time. Wow, what a powerful, powerful story about what our law enforcement does every single day. Well, I want to tell you how disgusted I am that there has been this rash of anti-Israel activists tearing down Hamas hostage posters. To me, it is just the most disgraceful sign of anti-Semitism. I can't even think of something that's just more reprehensible of these little babies. There's a baby named Kafir. He is nine months old. And the poster, I saw it right after it was made. And you look at this, you see this little baby's face and you think, oh my goodness, how could this ever happen that they would take this baby hostage? You'd want to have that poster everywhere in case somebody sees him anywhere all over the world. And also to let the world know, most importantly, that he has not forgotten that the world is rooting for him that he gets out safe and sound and that he's reunited with his family and all the other hostages that are there, too. But yet there has been a rash of people going and taking down the hostage posters and almost despicably, like there was a Broadway producer who took it down and was just kind of, ah, this is gross, you know, they, clearly anti-Semitic. It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. So here is Emily Campagna, one of the hosts on Fox News, talking about the fact that there was a report in the New York Times where they were trying to justify maybe the actions of these hostage poster ripper downers. Take a listen to this one. This is just unbelievable. Listen to this. And the New York Times to cite it as a form of protest when it is actually a furtherance of hate to me is abominable and just goes to show how widespread, how deep, how infected and infectious this hateful problem is. And here's a little bit of sound. This was an angry crowd that actually gathered around a group of posters to try to prevent them from coming down. Thank goodness, by the way. Thank goodness there are good people. There was one the other day. And it was a construction worker. And he was like, what are you doing, buddy? Uh, and he saw somebody ripping down the poster. And he's like, oh, listen, buddy, uh, I'm an American. I want those posters up. We're trying to get them home. What are you doing? Uh, you need to call out these people. You don't want to get into some altercation with them. But you need to at least let somebody know what's going on. Call them out. How disgusting. And what kind of a vile human being are you that you would tear down a hostage poster? Listen to this. 
protect the hostage posters can you believe that just average citizens are going what are you doing buddy i mean what kind of person is so soulless that they're gonna go buy a hostage poster for anybody who is taken hostage that is being held by hamas terrorists uh that may be doing unspeakable things it's just unbelievable some of them young kids and somebody has to go over and say hey you know what that's actually not right what kind of a world are we living in? Listen to what my buddy Harris Faulkner on Fox News had to say about all of this. I agree with her. Well, look, I mean, in this country, if those posters had black faces on them, if they had other minorities or other belief systems on them, it would be completely different. We are in a space right now where the push against the Jewish communities is epic. It's historic in the words of Christopher Ray, the FBI director, the threats against them. So we have to decide now who we want to be as a country. Do you want to be the one protecting the posters? That would be me. Or do you want to be the one screaming, kill the Jews? Like, is which country are we going to be? It is now that binary. Wow. Uh, I agree. I feel like it's becoming more and more transparent for the people who want to keep the posters up and hope that innocent women and children come home. And who are the people who are just so vile that they want to tear them down. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe, line one. Joe, your thoughts about all this. 
Rita, this is completely out of control. I never thought it would happen in our country, the best country in the world. This anti-Semitism is disgraceful. And these idiots are being led around by the nose. The professors are pathetic. Don't these idiots realize that they took American citizens hostage and Italian citizens hostage? And Rita, my love, where's the Pope? Where is Archbishop Cardinal, the Archdiocese of, of New York? Uh, Dopey Dolan, where is he? He hasn't denounced this. I spoke to a priest yesterday, and I said, you know, you cannot make friends with cancer or rabid rats. You exterminate them. He says, well, then, you know, cancer cells can survive. I said, they're not supposed to stand there and get killed. Biden has any backbones, and he doesn't. Bomb Iran's nuclear building facility and then tell them, stay out of it, or Tehran is next. That's all they understand. And these scums who are throwing eggs and firing pyrotechnics at the cops can blind the cops. The NYCB has to get tough and start smacking them around. Take them all into custody. Get their fingerprints, their mug shots. Get them on record. Hey, no, hey, Joe, Joe, hey, Joe, tomorrow. Joe, let me ask you, what do you think of um, it was BJ who said, Cut the funding to some of these universities that have been allowing it. Also deport some of these people that are foreign national that are out there protesting that are here on a visa. Um, I agree with uh, especially uh, the deporting because it's like, wait a minute. Um, these people are here at the pleasure of America. They're here because they're supposed to love America and appreciate America. And if they're out there uh, burning the American flag and saying vile things, um, and threatening others, uh, I actually think it's a good idea to deport them. Your thoughts, Joe? Nick, the bottom line, reader, is it's gonna, they're going to be throwing bombs tomorrow. They're asleep a cell throughout the United States of America. This is absolutely disgusting. The border is wide open. And one of the um, Mallorca's top people, she had to be, well, she didn't resign. She's on leave because she was posting on the Internet congratulating Hamas. She's of Arabic descent, and I don't hate Arabs. I hate the extremist Islamic Muslim who pervert the religion. Why aren't the imams denouncing this? Why I agree. Are they? Why aren't they? You know, Joe, I, I agree with you. Where are the good people? Of, and, and even the Palestinians. There's a lot of people who didn't vote for Hamas uh, that would like to leave the country. They're finally letting some people out, but there's word that they haven't let Americans out yet, which makes you wonder if they're trying to get more hostages. Um, but you're right. Where are the people, the good people in the world? Uh, I'd love to see some imams uh, speaking out and having everybody in their mosque say, we condemn Hamas. They're, uh, you know, they need to speak out. This is a good versus evil. And this is a battle, I do believe, for civilization, because if Hamas wins, uh, the world is in huge, huge trouble. You know, Joe, you hit on a great point. You were talking about some people that are working still at the State Department. There's some also at the Department of Homeland Security, of all places, people tied to the White House, that have blasted Israel, calling Israel the enemy of America and some of them are still working there. There are some that are blatantly kind of coddling Iran and in cahoots, it seems, with Iran. And there's several of them that are still there. One still has her security clearance. Two others are still on the payroll. And I want to play this clip because this is a clip of Senator Josh Hawley yesterday with the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. 
And they were going back and forth about why this woman who has pro-Hamas views, blatant pro-Hamas views, and they're put on a blog and elsewhere, why are they still working under taxpayer dollars? you got to listen to this, Joe. An employee of the Department of Homeland Security who posted these comments on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one, your question to suggest that it, that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. Number I'm sorry, what have you This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives. You have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Has she been fired? Mr. Secretary. After um, the consumption time I'd like to speak has she been fired because I will we not would like be, an answer would you because I will not be given the opportunity has she been fired so uh, that individual has been placed on administrative leave so she's one. not been fired number two number why has two, she not been fired number two the individual was hired in 2019 why has she not been number fired three I cannot speak to an ongoing personnel matter why why has this person not been fired your answer is you can't speak to it this isn't sufficient to fire her? I am not in a position to speak to an ongoing personnel matter. This that isn't sufficient to fire her? That's what you're telling me? That is not what I'm saying. But she's still on your payroll as that, we sit here today. That is not what I'm saying. She's still on your payroll as we sit here today. That, to me, is so indicative. This guy can't even answer the question. Joe, I'll give you a few seconds because that is a stunning. Did you? Uh, 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 who could ever imagine? That's fireable. Get rid of that person, Joe. My reader, my love, I want to say three quick things, and this is rapid fire. You know why he couldn't answer fully? Because his lips are glued to to uh, Biden's culo. Second, let's pray for all the American veterans who are out in the 30 degrees tonight. And let's not forget, on November 11th, American veterans eat complimentary free at most of the chain restaurants. It's the only time that we can dine in a restaurant because we're so poor. And let us pray to Christ Jesus that he protect America, Israel, Italy, and all, and get those hostages out free. And the Israeli forces crush the evil. Never again with the grace of God. Never again. Bravo, Joe. I hear your passion and I feel it, too. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned that restaurants do that for the veterans. Also on November 11th, as you were talking about that, of course, for Veterans Day, I believe and you know 
Uh, you and I think all of our listeners to this great show believe every day should be Veterans Day. I wish every restaurant every day would give like half price or or free, but at least half price every single day of the year uh, for the sacrifice that they have done for us. And pray for those American troops that are there now in the Mideast and 300 more headed there now. So this is tough stuff, guys. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls. You heard Joe's passion. I feel it, too. We'll talk about it after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. talking about the situation also at our southern border things are so bad that the leader of a massive caravan of 5,000 illegal migrants that are headed they are coming from southern Mexico and they are headed to the United States he's seen laughing on camera saying yeah the border is wide open And Latin American countries are conspiring together to send everybody across the border because everybody knows how open it is. And boy, your president's got to get a hold of it. And he's laughing. That's how bad and obvious it is. And we're going to talk about that and more on Israel in the next hour here on the Rita Cosby Show. First off, unbelievable that there are people and now many people from all walks of life caught on camera, just kind of casually taking down these hostage posters of now 240 people or more that are believed to be held in Gaza. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert, line four. Robert, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. How you doing? It's good to talk to you. Um, I don't really see a solution to this whole thing over in that region. I truly don't. Now, historically, I see how Palestinians and their ancestors who lived there for millennia and how Israelis or Jews who go back 2000 B.C. with the kingdom and their Jerusalem being their capital have a claim there. OK, and I would like to see like some kind of a two state solution. And I know that if there was a two state solution, Israel would be good with that because they want to live in peace. OK, they want to live in peace. Unfortunately, The Muslims, and I'm not necessarily saying Palestinians, Muslims, too many of them will not tolerate Jews living there, which I truly don't understand because Israel was a kingdom there almost over 2,000 years before there even was an Islam. But I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just saying that if if they refuse to accept Jews there, your alternatives are you're going to have to stand with them until they come to their senses. Well, they, mean, Robert, they, you hit it on the head. Thing. Robert, one yeah, go thing. ahead real quick. Uh, the Muslim calendar says it's the year 1444, and groups like Hamas and Hezbollah are acting like it. And until you deal with them in Iran, this never ends, and that's a shame. I'm sorry. Have a great night. Thank you, Rita. Oh, Robert, you're terrific. Very important perspective. But you're right. Uh, They would not accept a two-state solution because they do not accept the state of Israel. 
We're going to continue your calls, everybody. Stay with us. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, some stunning numbers coming from the U.S. southern border. More than 2.5 million people have had encounters with our Border Patrol just this year alone. And the numbers are going up and up and up. And things are so bad. Listen to this guy. This guy is sort of the self-appointed leader of this massive caravan that is coming from southern Mexico. It is en route to cross the border in the U.S. There's about, again, 5,000 people there. And this guy, it's so organized, they have a, quote, leader of the group. I love that. Maybe he has business cards, too. Who knows, right? But here he is, and he's saying the border's basically wide open, And everybody is taking advantage of President Biden and the U.S. because the system is such a mess. Listen to this one. Do you think that immigration is being weaponized? Definitely. definitely It's being weaponized against the United States, against the Joe Biden administration. Joe Biden administration has has lost the ball, has lost the power, and and America has has not been paying attention to what's happening. Mexico is being... Uh, use usually ganging up with all the countries to make sure that all this immigration goes straight into the United States. And, and that's that's what it is. And then he also says, guess what? Uh, everybody is basically in cahoots in the Latin American countries because they all know the deal. They know the border's wide open and they're just sending everybody across that they basically want to get rid of. Hey, U.S. will pick it up. They'll pick up the tabs. They'll take these people. Listen to this. I mean, at least he's unabashed. I am a human rights defender for almost 70 years, and I tell you, I never seen it worse. And it's not because this is this is this is not normal. This is being used by the countries to make sure they get what they want from the United States. And Joe Biden has lost. I, I'm I'm completely stunned. How come? Where's the American intelligence? Don't they know that the, all the countries are conspiring against the United States to make sure they have this crisis? being made so they can charge for that crisis doesn't he realize don't they understand that they're all in cahoots basically from the words of the leader of a migrant caravan you can't make this up i mean that's incredible and the reason it is so important that our borders are so scarily wide open is right now even the director of the fbi came right out and said This is the highest threat level he has seen since the inception of ISIS. And that is because exactly what's happening over in the Middle East, because of what's happened with Hamas, with Hezbollah, with the Houthis, all of these Iranian-backed proxy groups. And listen to what the FBI director, Christopher Wray, said yesterday. It is chilling. On top of the homegrown violent extremists and domestic violent extremist threat, we also cannot and do not discount the possibility that Hamas or another 
foreign terrorist organization may exploit the current conflict to conduct attacks here on our own soil. You cannot rule out attacks like that on our own soil. And this comes as things are definitely intensifying over there in Israel as, again, the new word is that they are at the, quote, gates of Gaza City. That's according to an Israeli commander tonight saying that when they get there, that is when the tough urban warfare really begins and the street to street, house to house fighting. Your thoughts of where things are headed, how concerned you are of what's going on over there and how concerned you are of what could be coming here. Who knows if sleeper cells undoubtedly, I believe, are probably in this country already, maybe planning something else like 9-11. That's why this is so, so scary for America as well. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mimi on line one. Mimi, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Uh, In the 1970s, the Palestinians hijacked planes and they asked for Jews. It doesn't matter where they are. There was a man on a cruise ship. He was in a wheelchair. I remember Klinkenheimer, Klinghoffer, right? Klinghoffer. Yes, Klinghoffer. It doesn't matter that they're here and they're killing Jews here. So it doesn't matter where they are in the world. Uh, And as you said, 9-11, I was working for Morgan Stanley. I was on the 49th floor and it was terrible. And I hope it doesn't happen again. Wow! Now, where um, you? Where were you? You were were you in the twin towers? South Tower. Wow! How did you get out? The by the way, I was working. I was taking over. I I should have been on the sixty fifth floor, but uh, a girl went for uh, a spinal operation. Oh my! And how did how did you get out? Floor. How did you get out? I um, first of all, I was there when the North Tower was hit. I saw all the stuff in the window. I didn't know what it was. It was all metal and papers. And I yelled out, is anyone here? There was nobody here. And later they told me they went to the dentist. It was a voting day. So I didn't know what to do. I had gotten my uh, breakfast. And I then I left all my stuff except for my, um, I took my pocketbook and glasses. I left my ID card on the desk. I went out into the hall. I saw all these people. I saw a guard. He said, "Uh, I'm sorry, get the hell out of the bathroom. Don't take the elevators. Go down the stairs. I didn't go back for my ID card or anything else because I had my purse. My boss wasn't there. You know, there were four corners on each floor. And uh, there was a billing department on my floor and all the women, some of them didn't have their shoes on. You know, they were starting the day. And I went down the stairs on the the, the, uh, 21st floor. They said, you can go back to your um, to your office because a small plane hit the North Tower. And uh, I didn't go back up. I guess some people did, but I didn't go back up on the 15th floor. Wow. I opened the door. I opened the door. I was tired and I smelled gasoline. And I said, oh, my God, you know, how could there be a car here or something? I was very scared. I went down to all the way down to the basement because I lived in Washington Heights. I took the A train and I walked there. And then all of a sudden I saw steam coming out of the vents. It was about nine o'clock. 
that's when the second plane hit my building. And uh, I went, I was going to go out on Liberty Street, and there was a bed and bath, and all of a sudden, I saw, and the train was at the station, I saw these people yelling. They were coming in from Liberty Street. They wouldn't tell me. I said, what is wrong? I didn't know anything. And um, they, were, they were running past me. I stayed under the, until they passed. And I went to the station. There was a guard there. Uh, um, what, what is the guard for the, uh, a, I forgot. A transit guard. Are you talking about with the transit? It or? transit it wasn't it let, was, let me you know, ask you let me ask you Mimi because you went through this unbelievable um or how worried are you of another something like a 9 yeah, 11 happening again Rita, I'm very worried and it might be small ones you know all around the city and uh it might be an insurrection of these young people from Venezuela they might give them guns. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, they might give them guns or whatever. Well, that's and, why, uh, that's I why, got- Mimi, I hear it in your voice so much, but that's why uh, I worry too. And that's why we can't take anything for granted. And good people need to speak up. We need to appreciate our law enforcement because they have to be as vigilant as possible. We all have to be as vigilant as possible. Um, and uh, Mimi, wow. You know, you sharing your story really just resonates and just brings it uh, so much to home and also just reminds us all of how, you know, precious life is and how we have to appreciate what we have. We have to respect each other. We have to appreciate each other. Uh, These people that are out there saying these vile things about Israel or tearing down posters or doing things. um, And then obviously people that are making much more serious threats. Um, it's important that law enforcement be aware of everything and be absolutely cognizant of any potential threats, uh, because there probably are sadly sleeper cells in this country, as there were prior to 9-11. When you hear the they integrated in America, they were in this country, some of them for a while, as you know, the 19 hijackers. Uh, one of them was in flight school. The other one was hanging out in Florida. I mean, they're different stories, but many of them had already been in this country and integrated And that's what's really, really scary, just sort of waiting for the moment for the go ahead, if you will. And I just I pray it doesn't happen. uh, But we all have to do our part to stay vigilant and aware and appreciate, again, our men and women in blue. Uh, Mimi, thank you for sharing. Wow, your really powerful story. It was really important to hear from you tonight, especially. And thank goodness uh, that you went down and you left the building and did not go back in. God is watching over you for sure. Thank you, Mimi, very, very much. Uh, let's go to Sandra, line three. Sandra, your thoughts. Wow, Mimi touched my heart. Oh, so mine lucky. too. Alive. Oh my God. I know. You know I'm, I'm thinking that I read that um, some illegal immigrants were caught crossing the border with explosive devices the size of cannonballs, and they're tailor made for terrorism, they say. And Senator Cruz and others sounded an alarm to the Biden administration about this. I'm saying to myself, why isn't this headlines in the newspapers that we all should know that this is actually happening, that these people and and then they call these other people the getaways. They get away. They hide. Yep. The gotaways. The gotaways. Yep. Yeah. The gotaways. Exactly. So I wanted to share that. And then I also wanted to say 
I'm kind of grateful to the post because we get to see, like, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. You see all these beautiful pictures of people who are brokenhearted putting up posters about their loved ones. But then on the other hand, the picture is worth a thousand words. You see all these low lives taking them down, and, and, and it just shows you everything. And, and I'm grateful that we can see this. And and no, yeah, I, I, that is the say. good thing, Sandra. Like you just said, at, at least the transparency. Um, at least right. you know when you when you know who people are, it's a lot better. Uh, and and it's frightening, sadly. It, you know, I, in fact, on the Cornell case, how about the Cornell case that just came out? It was a fellow student who was making these and vile was, threats. And he and he used to work in security. I I learned that. Yeah, he was I a saw that too. Yeah. yeah, and what? How crazy is that? <laughs> It is really scary. Oh, right. it, it is just it's a frightening reminder uh, that uh, we got to be vigilant. But also, just like you said, uh, people are becoming much more transparent. And uh, to me, if somebody has a hard time answering, is Hamas bad? And they don't want to answer the question with a yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> Anything short of that, uh, that person's uh, obviously got a bit of a screw loose. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The director of the FBI, who's usually very low-key, said be on the lookout because threats against America, against Israel, basically it is at an all-time high. And especially those who wish to commit a hate crime and target Jewish or Muslim populations, he said tensions are riding high. Listen to what he said. Here in the United States, our most immediate concern is that violent extremists, individuals or small groups, will draw inspiration from the events in the Middle East to carry out attacks against Americans going about their daily lives. That includes not just homegrown violent extremists inspired by a foreign terrorist organization, but also domestic violent extremists targeting Jewish or Muslim communities. And earlier today, uh, John Katsimatidis and I spoke with Senator Lindsey Graham, and this is Cut 10, and this is what he had to say as to why he believes we are particularly vulnerable now. Take a listen. It's a perfect storm for a major attack against the United States. It all started with Afghanistan. When Biden pulled out, that was a signal to the bad guys that he's weak, uh, Russia invades Ukraine. Now you got Hamas trying to destroy the state of Israel. These things are connected and an open border. How easy would it be for a bunch of terrorists to get in the middle of these millions of people coming across? So you'll be seeing from Republicans in the Senate, I think in the next week, a strong border security bill that reforms asylum, changes the parole um, uh, system that allows people to come in when they shouldn't be here and to stop the flow or slow down the flow. So we'll be doing that. We need to secure our border. We need to help Ukraine 
keep fighting the Russians, and God knows we need to help our friends in Israel. And this all starts from being weak. It all starts with weakness. Your thoughts. By the way, uh, we're just hearing new word here that uh, Cornell University is canceling classes on Friday to hold a community day. Uh, and also because of threats that had happened uh, where one of the students has been arrested now for threatening to kill other students. But they said, we will take a day off, try to cool things down, uh, and also happy that at least this person is behind bars. Uh, really shocking. A fellow student. Can you imagine you go to class with somebody? And then they're putting up this vile vitriol saying, kill Jews, do this to the female Jews. I mean, it's just, it is, it is reprehensible. Some of the things that were written online slit their throats and it's a fellow student. How are these students supposed to go to class and feel good about going to school? Scary times here. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan. Line two. Stan, your thoughts about all this very trying time. Uh, what did the senator say? Weakness? Is that what he said? Uh, senator, and that general you had on your show, I hate generals since Vietnam, I hate them. Hey, general, senator, weakness started when the man named Donald Trump signed the surrender agreement at uh, Afghanistan. That's when it started the weakness, gentlemen. Not President Biden. He got the tail end. The majority was him when he signed it. We're getting out of here. That was President Donald Trump, that insurrectionist. So don't cry to me that it was Joseph Biden, you phonies. That's who signed the treaty. That's how we got stuck. Stan, to get out. Stan, hang on I one. No, no, wait, no, no, Stan. Hold on. Stan, hold on a second. All right, all right. Hold on. I love you. I, love you. I get tired I, of hearing that. And I love you, too. So let me just lay out some facts here. Who was the president when the pullout of Afghanistan happened, when they were running after the planes, begging for freedom, the Afghans, and they were left high and dry, including Americans, and many of them were left to be slaughtered by the Taliban? Who was the president then? Who was the president that signed the treaty? To get, who Stan, a, I asked you the question. Witness, witness Stan, was Stan, Trump, not Stan, Biden. Stan, he wanted out. He wanted out, but he didn't want out the way that well, Biden wanted out. I think a lot of people wanted out. No, I actually believe the facts, you know, but you seem to have a problem with that, Stan. The reality is, in this case, President Trump said, yes, we would like to do it by this date. Biden didn't have to do it by that date. And he didn't say, hey, leave everybody high and dry. You you actually think that Donald Trump would have left $85 billion worth he of equipment? You actually, yes or no, Stan? Do you think Donald Trump would have left $85 billion worth of equipment in Afghanistan? Heck no. Hey, do you know anything about Vietnam, how much equipment we left there? Don't talk to me about what equipment's left. He saw, he won after 20 years, and by the way, 2,000 men died. I didn't see anybody talk about that, okay? Yeah, 13 dead, it was terrible. But don't talk to me. Trump was the one who said, we're getting the hell out of here. Well, he did say get out of there. And you're right, war is difficult. But it was Joe Biden who left everybody high and dry, Stan. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. 
And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great military and, of course, their families. A beautiful story coming from Georgia, where a daughter of a DeLand veteran in Georgia there is being awarded a place in the Georgia Veterans Hall of Fame this year for exemplary service after an impressive career serving veterans. Dr. Patricia Ross has garnered a lot of prestige for her dedication to serving the veterans of Georgia, and she has done that uh, round the clock for the last seven years. After many years of serving in the Air Force, Dr. Patricia Ross retired as a colonel, and then she went on to serve as the very first director of military affairs for the Technical College System of Georgia. There she led initiatives to expand educational opportunities for veterans across the state. And she said, quote, My entire family has served in the military, from my grandfathers to my father, to my father-in-law, to my husband, and to me and many other families. I have seen firsthand how difficult it can be for some to transition out of the military and into civilian life. And that is an area that I really wanted to focus on. How beautiful that she is being recognized for her service after her military service, where she is being honored. By the way, earlier this year, she was also recognized by the Warriors Alliance with a very prestigious Veteran Impact Award for lifetime service. So bravo to her and, of course, all of the great veterans that she continues to help and also their families. Well, the situation at our southern border is downright dangerous. If you look at some of the latest numbers that we're hearing about this year alone, they believe that there are over 600,000 gotaways just this year alone. There's already 2.5 million encounters, and they believe that that 600,000 number is probably a lowball number, probably a low number. You got to believe that you got to be a pretty bad person if you are totally evading law enforcement and border patrol because they are so overwhelmed. And you just heard from the leader of this caravan who said, guess what? Uh, the border's wide open. All these Latin countries are basically conspiring together uh, so they can throw everybody across the border and just send them to America. America will take them all. It's obviously been telegraphed all around the world that our border is wide open and almost anybody can come through. No problem. Hey, come on in. No problem. Just come on in. And if you want to maybe show up for a court date, five, six, seven years, don't worry about it. That's basically the message that they have gotten. So you got to be a pretty bad person to say, well, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm going to go where I'm going to be totally evaded. And sadly, that is what I really, really worry about. And that's what law enforcement That also seemed to telegraph that they are very worried about because they have already caught 169 people this fiscal year alone that is on the terrorist watch list. You have to be very bad to be on that terrorist watch list. And clearly those are huge issues. If you get that many, that is a 7000 percent increase compared to the prior year. That's a stunning number. It just shows how many more people are trying to get into this country. And sadly, it makes you wonder about all of those 600,000, quote, gotaways that we have no idea of. That doesn't include those on the terror watch list. They may be on the terror watch list. They may be something else. 
They may be part of a sleeper cell, ready ready to be activated. We just don't know. Uh, And that's what I think is so dangerous for our country. And that's what seems to keep law enforcement up at night. Uh, Even the FBI director said this is probably one of the most dangerous moments in American history. And he is telling everybody not to panic, but to be vigilant, that we all have to be on the lookout because of what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening, obviously, with Russia and Ukraine. Tensions are high around the world. And we have, again, a wide open border. That is a formula for catastrophe. And I just pray that we don't have another 9-11 on American soil. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil on line four. Phil, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Good evening. Uh, As usual, your top top quality reporting. I'm grateful for that. Thank you, you, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, you know it. Come on. what gets to me is that Mayor Adams in here in New York City said, oh, I'm going to we got too many people here, too many illegals. Let's get them on planes and send them wherever they want to go. Now, I've got two questions. You're an intelligent person. You, you give me your response. Here's the deal. First question. You've got people who came here as as asylum seekers because they were persecuted in their country and they were beaten and raped and robbed or whatever. And now they want to fly back. I don't get it. Number two, second question is, what I don't understand is, what what airline, what airplane, what captain, what crew in their right mind is going to let a whole gaggle, a whole bunch of unvetted, illegal people on an airplane who could even be terrorists? I mean, think about that. Airplane, terrorist, 9-11. That's really scary. Actually, Phil, you brought up a whole bunch of points. First off, you just talked about uh, who would want to go back? You're right. If things are so bad, uh, why are they, you know, rushing to go back if they have the opportunity? Although not a lot of them, quite frankly, are going back because they're happy to get the benefits of American. And even if their country, uh, even if it's a false claim, which sadly is the reality. And you know that, Phil, you and I have talked about this. Some people who are really dealing right there on the front lines of the border say that it's as high as in the 90s, at least, uh, of the those that wouldn't qualify technically uh, for asylum, that technically are not being really persecuted. You know, so so you're right. Um, so it, it makes you wonder. It's false claims by most of them. Uh, the other thing is you brought up a great point, Phil, because you're right. Like, what if there's some plan or it's a sleeper cell and they're on a plane uh, and, hey, let's reroute this plane. Uh, hopefully there's a lot of law enforcement, wouldn't you think, on that flight, Phil? But you never know. Yeah. Yeah, but there's one one problem. I've, I've taken flights recently over the past year or so. And, boy, did I go through hell getting through TSA. Okay, they want to see state-issued photo ID. They want to see this. They want to see that. Uh, but the, And you get a body inspection. These people have no identification. They don't have federal or state IDs. All they got is a slip of paper with a date in the future that says your case is going to be heard. That's not ID. How could they even let them? They cannot let them legally, legally, Rita, on a plane. And the point is, who knows who's what? You get you get out of 100 people that board that plane who are illegals, all you need is one guy with a box cutter or, or a broken bottle under his coat, and he could start he could start sending that plane to perdition. Yeah, you bring up, by the way, Phil, that is a superb point 
because you're absolutely right. You have no idea what they're going to do. They give fake names, just as you said. They don't have ID. Uh, we're trusting uh, that they're decent people, and especially uh, if they're being sent back, uh, first of all, they're not going to want to go back. And you're right. Who knows what they have in store? And if I'm uh, you know, a bad character, I would absolutely take advantage of our open border because it's such an easiest hole. It's such an obvious weakness. And it's astounding to me, Phil, that our president has allowed that border to be so wide open. All this time it's been wide open. And now at this moment where just the world's on fire with everything, with Israel, with everything that's happening, with the Ukraine, so many other issues, the protests across the country. Uh, it just, to me, is really downright frightening. And it, it is derelict in the president's duty. Absolutely derelict. Phil, you raised some really uh, chilling points, but very good ones, my friend. Uh, and by the way, um, based on what Phil was saying, I want to play this exchange. This is uh, Peter Ducey. Um, who was talking yesterday to John Kirby. He's one of the White House spokespeople. And listen to this exchange. He was asking him a lot like sort of what Phil was talking about, like, are there terrorists that could come here through the southern border? Are we vulnerable? And listen to this word salad from the White House spokesperson, John Kirby. The FBI director said today, the ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. Has the White House considered the possibility that a terrorist could be in the country right now after crossing the southern border? Peter, we are always concerned uh, about uh, the potential presence on U.S. soil uh, of terrorists uh, uh, coming from overseas. That's something we're always worried about. But there was this bulletin last week at the CBP in San Diego said militants associated with the Israel-Hamas war uh, may be potentially encountered at the southwest You're talking about border. the San Diego. Yeah. yeah. And, look, is so, there any heartburn around here? 600,000 known gotaways just in the last fiscal year. Yeah. Is there any heartburn about leaving the border in such a condition that one of those 600,000 could be a terrorist? So let me just break this down for you just a little bit here. First of all, I can't speak to this intelligence report that was leaked to the media. I wouldn't do that. Um, I can tell you that we are constantly monitoring, as best we can, all ports of entry to the country uh, uh, for the potential arrival of anybody who might wish us harm. And one of the things that the president asked for in this supplemental was additional funding for border security, for like 1,500 more border patrol agents and better technology at the, at the border. I mean, so again, we would urge Congress to take a look at that supplemental request and pass it. But if the general gist of your question is, are we taking the potential threat seriously? Of course no, we are. The general gist was, is it possible that somebody who wants to commit a terrorist attack during a time of elevated threat crossed the southern border into the United States already? I, I couldn't possibly answer that question, Peter. All I can do is tell you that we, are, we have remained vigilant to that potential threat. That is the biggest bunch of hogwash, as opposed to saying, yeah, our border is wide open and we have been completely negligent. And boy, are we in trouble. I I actually wish it would be refreshing to hear the truth. And it's so bad. Listen to this. This is the head of the migrant caravan. And Phil, I'll get you to reply to both of these. This is the head of this migrant caravan. There are 5,000 of them. They're in southern Mexico, again, coming to the U.S. border. And listen to what he says about the way the Biden administration handles uh, tightening on the border compared to Trump. This is a classic. 
Joe Biden has a lot to learn. I think it, the policies of Joe Biden are, are, are worse than the ones of Trump, because uh, Trump at least knew what to say to make sure that he doesn't fuel immigration. He, he didn't lose the ball that they're all the countries. He, 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 the United States has lost the respect of all the countries. Obrador has more power to pull the man and make sure he, he gets what he wants from the United States. Biden's a sucker. Trump was protecting the homeland and even the lead guy of 5,000 illegal migrants on their way to the United States sees it. Phil, your reaction. I mean, that's an astounding comment from somebody who's crossing the border illegally and bringing thousands more in and doesn't feel like he's going to be stopped in any shape or form. Brady, you know as well as I do, these people will never give you. You can't ask a politician, a Democratic politician, a question and expect to get a straight answer. What he's what he's basically saying is, well, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Well, that's not good enough because out of the thousand of these illegals that come here, even if one or two, that's not even one percent come through. And one of them is a mosque. The other one is as uh, Al Qaeda or whatever the hell they are. You know, the point is, all they have to do is is start start you know getting a, a can full of gasoline from a gas station and setting a police station or God forbid on fire or doing something heinous. And this is an act of this is an act of terrorism. It just you don't have to bring down an airplane into a building to be terrorism. That is terrorism, surely. But you could, you, could, you could do harm to a, a thousand other things which constitute terrorism. We cannot take the chance. And these politicians, Mayorkas and the rest of them, they got to go. You're yeah, right. I agree. It is just and now it is like, you know, at first it was almost like uh, Abbott and Costello. Now it's actually downright derelict and downright scary. Uh, Phil, great points. We're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. Well, the world is on fire. And yet, despite that, well, you know what? It's like they're bringing in the Trump kids to testify in the civil fraud trial in New York against the Trump administration. Uh, and this is basically the whole Trump organization looking at whether he inflated the prices. Uh, did he lie in with insurance companies and banks and all this other stuff? It is such a bunch of hogwash. And the fact that they have called in now Donald Trump Jr. testified today. Eric Trump is supposed to testify tomorrow and Ivanka Trump is scheduled to potentially testify next week. She's fighting it. And also the president, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, may be taking the stand next week. This is in the Letitia James civil fraud case. So to me, this is so overreaching. The fact that they are pulling in his children, trying to get them to testify against the father, and to throw the business that has been their livelihood under the bus. Meanwhile, we got a wide open border. We got the world on fire. And yet the whole focus is Trump, Trump, Trump. Um, to me, it's, there's something really shameful about these efforts to try to get the kids and hold them in and call them in on all of this. And we're going to be talking more about that later on in the week. 
In the meantime, uh, boy, are there some really serious things like our wide open border that was closed under President Trump. He had remained in Mexico in place and they stayed in Mexico. And many people are coming out and saying that they do not believe that many of the crises that have happened now would have happened under President Trump because he would have said he would have looked right in the eye of these leaders or at least into the camera at the White House and would have said, don't touch the hair of a single American. And we stand unequivocally with Israel. And if you do this, we're going to do X. And guess what? People feared him. They were worried what he would do. And peace through strength. And there it doesn't seem to be very much strength behind President Biden. And that is a deep, deep concern when you have a lot of bad actors in the world. And certainly Hamas and Hezbollah and the Houthis and all these others certainly qualify for that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judy, line two. Judy, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Uh, I've been trying to get in touch with you since yesterday, your conversation with Norman, to further uh, detail uh, the situation there. Um, uh, King uh, uh, Christian uh, of Denmark, um, Hitler wanted uh, all the people that were Jewish to wear the stars for the purpose of knowing who to exterminate. And uh, the King Christian didn't go for that, so he put the star on his head, and all the Danish people followed, and Hitler couldn't kill anybody there because he didn't know who was who. Uh, so um, the um, and by the uh, way, by the way, thank you for also because exactly that's exactly what happened. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, and yep. and Norm brought it up because I'm half Danish, I'm half Polish, half Danish, yeah, and I was always it, so proud of that. It, was, it wasn't explained in, in in this detail, and furthermore, uh, what what happened was when uh, when the when King Christian passed away, the Ashkenazi Jews, which named after the dead named their children after him, as did uh, Oscar Schindler. Uh, they named after him, too. Uh, this is Ashkenazi Jews, because um, uh, uh, Sephardic Jews uh, had to uh, pretend they were Christians in Inquisition Spain, or they would have murdered them. And so they named after the living. But uh, I, I just wanted to, um, you know, uh, detail that, you know, in, in more detail. By the way, by the way, Judy, and I'm glad you brought that up and sorry to interrupt you. But you know what? You also brought up Schindler's List. I watched that just recently again. I've watched it a number of times because I think it's one of the great movies out there. And what it says, I think, is so relevant for today, for this moment in history, because Oscar Schindler as everybody knows, you know, he was, you know, part of the Nazi party and the whole, but, but he said, I'm going to protect all of these individuals. And he hired them in the factory, remember? And he, it shows what the courage of one person can do when good people stand up. How many people are alive today as a result of what Oscar Schindler did? And that's why it's so important this moment where good people stand up, Judy. Don't you agree? Yeah, but you see, initially, uh, Schindler did his business because he was able to get, you know, um, uh, you know, labor and all. But, but then he he turned around and then he, you know, he he changed his thinking. But initially, it was it was a business. But getting back to the see now the the uh, and Judy Judy of, Judy, we just have like a few seconds left. Oh, real okay. quick, real quick. Okay, the um, Inquisition Spain. Uh, they ha- they had to talk about uh, modern times if you could, because we have a minute left. Modern times. 
Yeah. Uh, no, all I wanted to say was um, that they, that's how they got they got the Christian customs from Inquisition Spain. But this is, you know, this is a terrible, uh, it, it's terrible what, what, what's happening here. It, it is. It is. It, it is downright scary and downright frightening. Judy, thank you for the historical context. Always appreciated. Let's go to Dino real quick. Line one. Dino, your thoughts real quick because you've been on hold for a while, Dino. Dino, are you there? Hey, Dino, yep, real quick. Yes, uh, Trump didn't start the war in Afghanistan. It was started by Bush, and it was called Operation Freedom. So- and, and by the way, again, the pullout was on Biden. There is no way Trump would have left $83 billion worth of equipment and left people clinging, begging, saying, please don't leave me with the Taliban. That was shameful, and we are paying a price. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.